in a world with pain and destruction. We need a hero. Who will be that hero? Gateway Pro presents an old podcast. The Joe Show. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wrong ad, wrong ad. Let's try that again. Hey guys, my name is Joe and I'm the host of the Joe Show podcast. On my show, we talk about anything and everything except politics. You will never know what will be talked about on our show, so you should definitely tune in. Join my boy Marcus and my brother Mason as we talk about food, superheroes, and those are just some of our temple topics. Sometimes we can get a little complex and talk about the difference between wisdom and knowledge. You never know what we're going to be talking about on the Joe Show. Even though we have a plethora of topics to talk about, our goal is to entertain you, the listener. So check us out on social media at Gateway Pro on Facebook, The Joe Show on Reddit, The Joe Show 2020 on TikTok, and The Joe Show underscore 20 on Instagram. You can also find us Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Join us every Monday at 8 o'clock. Hi, my name is Marcus, and I am the host of Comic Corner. Along with my co-host Mason, we bring the kingdom of geekdom to light, or to darkness. Join us as we talk about heroes, villains, myths, and more things nerdy. Listen to us every Wednesday at 8 on Spotify. Brought to you by Gateway Pro Productions. A young girl goes missing while sunbathing on a beach in Kentucky. She is never seen or heard from again. Over 25 years later, the list of possible suspects just keeps on growing. What really happened that day and where is Heather Teague? Welcome to this week's episode of Code 187. My name is Joe, and I'm joined here with Sarah. And every week we will have a new true crime case that we will discuss the events that led up to the murder or the disappearance. Yes, or the disappearance. (laughs) So, yes. Today is a disappearance case, and that's why I made sure to put that in there. Yeah, I was like, I was trying to do like, when I was trying to write some stuff, I was like, we do mysteries too. We just don't do like, you know, just like straight murder cases where we always know who the criminal is. And I was like, how would I interject that? But you did a fantastic job with that. So I'm glad you're here. So, all right. Let's get on with this disappearance. Yes. So this one, I actually wrote this week. Okay. It's an old case, and I saw it, and I was like, I don't know if it's good for the podcast. Okay. Um, But as I started researching it, I was Mm. like, oh, oh, that's good. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, So, yeah, we can just jump on into it. Okay, let's go. All right, so... 
um, on August 26th, 1995. It was a beautiful summer day and 23-year-old Heather Teague decided to go sunbathing on Newport Beach in Henderson County. Okay. So this is Kentucky. Okay. Um, the time was approximately 12.45 p.m. Um, and a witness that lived across the Ohio River was scanning the beach with his telescope. The witness told authorities that he saw a Caucasian man run up to Heather. Um, the abductor allegedly grabbed Teague by the hair and dragged her into the woods at gunpoint. Okay. So right away we have um, not knowing what's happening yep. or who these people are um, from across the river. Uh -huh. And it's odd that he is watching all of this. Yes. I just heard a case. It's very funny because I don't do any research for this show. All I do, my research and homework is basically listening to true crime and serial killers and all these episodes. And it's always funny because it's like every single week that I listen to these, there's always, it always connects. You know, it's like, oh, I'll listen to this one. I'm like, this probably isn't going to have anything to do with the show. And then here you are bringing this in. I, I just listened to one where they were talking about there was a guy, he um, murdered these people, and a lot of people saw him disposing of the bodies. But I don't know if this is going to happen in this case, but a lot of those people just kind of was like, oh, it's hunt hunting season. He's getting rid of a dead carcass, or oh, he's cooking something, because that was a case where he would like burn the bodies into like smaller pieces and then haul it off later or with the ashes and things like that. So, yeah. <laughs> wow. I always, so I'm like a true crime fanatic, of course. So when I'm driving, I always like, I'll see like something on the side of the road and be like, is that a dead body? Yeah. What would I do if I saw a dead body right now? <laughs> I've thought about that so many times, especially with me as a FedEx driver, because it'll, it'll be like, it's like George Jones was out doing his daily delivery and happened to stumble upon a, a missing car. He walked up to it and there was a dead body of Melissa something. You're like, what if that happened to me? <laughs> right. <laughs> it would definitely be crazy. Yeah. Um, okay. So our witness name is Tim Walthall. Okay. Um, so he saw this through his telescope. And he waited about 45 minutes to see if the girl would return because she had all these belongings out okay. on the beach. Um, but she didn't come back. Okay, Tim. All right. <laughs> let's, let's break this down right quick. Sarah, you said that she was drugged or dragged by into the woods by her hair. And Tim mm -hmm. waited 45 minutes for her to come back. I don't think she's coming back. Like that's right. a that's a 5 minutes. <laughs> Wait, if that. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um so the call lasted no longer than about 10 minutes. Um you mm. can find the call online and I've listened to it. Um he seems super calm. Mm -hmm. Um he's just like, "Hey, this this girl was just dragged off into the woods." Mm -hmm. Um which I think I'd be frantic, but you never know what someone's thinking. Yeah. And it's also, too, I want to say what? Huh. I guess the 
the further you go back in time, the more harsh dis 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 I can't say that word. Disciplinary act, you know. When Disciplinary you, action. Yes, yes, yes. So you know, like maybe he thought it was a parent disciplining their child, and this is how they did it. You know, kind of a thing. So because you said ninety five, so that's that was something that probably could have still still been accepted at the time. I don't know. I don't know. There's, even domestic violence. I mean, maybe he thought he was just witnessing like an argument and was like, okay, I don't have anything to do with that, you know? Yeah. yeah. If we find out that Tim's older too, it's one of those things too where it was like, um, back in the day, it was like, that's none of my business. That is a husband and wife issue. So I'm not going to even touch that because it's none of my business kind of a deal. So. Right. Um, so on the 911 call, he says he was looking through his telescope and he saw Heather in swimsuit bottoms that were floral print okay. and no top laying on a light colored, maybe pink towel. Um, he witnessed a man run up to her, pull her by her hair into the woods. Um, he described the abductor as approximately six feet and okay. weighing 10 or two ten to two thirty pounds. Um, he had brown hair and a big bushy brown beard. Okay. He was wearing jeans and did not have a shirt on. Okay. Um, he was also reported to be wearing a wig, maybe. Okay. And a mosquito net at the time he abducted Heather. Okay. Gotcha. So this guy's super detailed. Uh huh. Which, which is okay. So I'm, I don't mean to distract from the murder, or I mean not the murder, but okay. the disappearance. But Tim was watching Pizza Peep and Tom. Yeah. Um, he has been, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all kinds of uh, bad things with him there because he says it's completely innocent. He claims he was not watching her. Mm-hmm. But he's seeing a girl on the beach with her top off mm -hmm. and he knows every detail of her bathing suit yep. her towel mm -hmm. i mean he wasn't just looking and looking away yeah because i thought if it was just because basically this is how i pictured him i pictured him um sitting out like in his house a window's open and he's got this telescope or binoculars looking out and I thought, you know, maybe he didn't have very good ones. Because I'm thinking it's kind of like they're far enough away that, like, he saw small images of this happening. But mm -hmm. then he starts talking about he knows the height, he knows this and that. And I'm like, dude had a nice telescope or binoculars. So he was watching this. And after she was giving details, I was like, <laughs> hold on a second. <laughs> uh, sorry, Tim. but It's very pervy. Yes. Uh <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's also like, did he do this on a regular basis mm -hmm. um, during the summer? Was he just uh, pinned up there watching to see if there was girls or if, you know, whatever, mm -hmm. walking around? Yeah, dirty old man. Actually, I don't even know how old him he is. <laughs> you know, I everything that I've heard, it sounds like he is an older man. Mm -hmm. I don't know if he's painted that way because of the media gotcha. kind of being like, ew. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I don't, I don't know his exact age, but I think no matter what it is, like he just knew way too much yes. about this girl. 
Yeah, especially, I mean, come on now. Um, if you were just looking at something else, you wouldn't be able to know specifically what she was wearing. You know, it. I mean, the guy, I can understand the guy because he's doing this action to her. But mm-hmm. to vividly remember, like, I can look at somebody, you know, um, I can look at somebody and I couldn't tell you what they were wearing. But then when something bad's happening, like, if I would have saw, well, maybe he saw that afterwards. I don't know, but just from his description, it sounds like he's he was doing something before the the disappearance. I'll keep wanting to call it murder because that's what we talk about on the show, but it's a <laughs> right. disappearance in this this show. Yeah. Okay. So, authorities searched this beach area later in the day and discovered part of Heather's bathing suit. Um, so he was right mm-hmm. to a T what her bathing suit looked like. Okay. Um, in additional ev- evidence, they also located. Um, Oh, it was that bathing suit. They located the bathing suit. Um, So she she was never heard from again. Um, This case is still unsolved. In 2021, some mushroom hunters, which we've talked about before, (laughs) 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 Um, they discovered some bones near the the Ohio River, and it turned out not to be her. Okay. Um, Which I did digging... I don't know what these bones were. Uh-huh. I don't know if they were animal. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm assuming since there wasn't much else to it. Yeah. Um, That's what I was yeah. getting ready to say. If they didn't do too much investigating on it, they might have um, they might have not thought anything about it. But then also, well, maybe I'll bring that up later. I'll write that down and maybe bring it up later. <laughs> okay, so... It's really sad, but Heather's mom, Sarah, is the main one leading the quote-unquote investigation. Okay. Um, she lists her phone number and her email in every resource I, I saw. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's the one that's like, if you know anything, if you've seen anything, contact me. Mm-hmm. Um, the police didn't, which was kind of an odd thing. Um, I mean, they looked, they did an investigation, but they had no leads. Mm -hmm. Um, and back in 95, I mean, we didn't have any like fingerprint or trace evidence type Mm -hmm. thing. So there wasn't much they could do. Yep. And that's one of those, that's one of the sad cases about, um, just one of the sad cases because the police, they, you know, and a lot of them, I couldn't imagine even being a police officer. Because you go to this thing, you're like, all we have is her bathing suit. We have nothing else. Hey, Bill, we're going to get ready to lock this case up real quick because we don't have anything. We're not going to go anywhere. So, man, I just, I think that's crazy. Um, I'd be so unsatisfied as a detective <laughs> if I walked, stumbled upon this case. I have to right. be like Sherlock Holmes just studying and studying trying to figure this out. Yep. So, that's it. That's all we know. Goodbye. See you later. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I was getting ready to say, it's like, this is a short episode. <laughs> yeah. So that's all we know about the incident. Okay. But there is like numerous people that could have done this mm-hmm. and all of them fit. Okay. Not one of them I read and was like, oh, it's not him. Okay. So 
let's get into that. Um, because like I said, I saw this case and I was like, it's too short. Uh Like I can't do it. Um, and then I started reading it and I was like, Oh, there's a lot of suspects. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'm not going to ask any questions because I'm kind of excited. So, all right. Okay. I'm just going to listen and react. Okay. So there are three main suspects Okay, and it gets a little odd. Um, so first we have the witness, the witness of this, Tim Werthel. Yes. Um, he was the witness and the 911 caller. And it was very convenient for him to be mm-hmm. looking right as this incident happened. Um, so people really, really dragged him through the mud a lot because they were like, first of all, he's creepy. Mm-hmm. Like we were talking about earlier. It's very convenient um, he waited 45 minutes, yep. which you pointed out, which mm-hmm. is odd. Um, and people think maybe he waited to call the cops. Yes. Um, yeah. And it could be one of those things to, uh, just speculate. And, you know, like we said, Tim could be the person, cause he's not very far off. Mm-hmm. Um, you just depending on how strong his binoculars or telescope was, I mean, they don't, you don't, I mean, you can see pretty far, but, you know, it's pretty good. You can still probably do, like, a walking distance or a driving distance. So he could probably, you know, could have fabricated this whole thing, and then he could be, and she could be in his basement or something like that, and then come up with this story, because uh, would you would you say it's kind of a motive um, that he was peeping on her, and then he got a little overwhelmed. You know, it was just not enough to look at her now this time. And right. it was, it's just he had to act, you know. Because that is one of those things that, um, that uh, what is it? It's like being um, impulsive with murderers. Mm-hmm. So that's one of those things. He, it could, he could be this nice guy, well, kind of nice guy, who just never had any thought like this. And then now that the opportunity arose... He, he could have done that. So that's what I think with Tim. But I'm just yeah. So sexual motivated crimes, as you were saying, those are very impulsive. Um, it's one of those things they see a victim and they have to have it. Mm-hmm. Um, people wondered if he didn't wait to call the cops because he was embarrassed mm-hmm. um, and trying to think of a way to explain why he was looking at this girl. Yep. Um, cause let's say he is like just dirty old man looking at this girl and then he witnesses this and he's like, I have to say something, but yet I'm going to look really bad mm-hmm. and then chose to go ahead and report it. Yep. Um, so I don't know. That's just a weird, weird thing. Yes, it is. We're, we're glad you witnessed it, but we don't, we're not glad with the, how you came about that. Right. I've seen a lot of people talk online and I kind of feel this way as well. It's like you reported it, but you're still not a good guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's that? He's an anti-hero, you know, he's right. You know? <laughs> or is it Annie? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So he stated that there was other people way at the opposite end of the beach okay. that he saw as well. Okay. Um, but no one's ever named them. No one's ever came forward. He just said there was. Okay. Um, 
which he could make up that detail yes um to make it look like oh i was just looking at everybody or Mm -hmm. you know there was people there so they didn't see me damn to kind of cover his tracks Hmm. i don't know tim tim's still my he's still my number one suspect shoot well there's a little bit more about him so he also has a boat that mm-hmm. takes him across the river. Okay. So that's a pre- pretty easy access way, a fast way mm-hmm. to get over there. Yep. Um, he also showed up first to meet the police on the beach where she went missing. Okay. He says to meet them there to describe the crime. Yeah. But was he already there? <laughs> <laughs> It's just blowing my mind because just it's just stuff we, you know, like, what is it? I like this because you just, you didn't say, when you were telling me, telling us about the case, you you just told us just straight facts and everything. And now we're here just speculating. And I love how we're just adding on top of it. Because I didn't even think about that. Like, he goes in, he kidnaps her, maybe kills her, and then... Maybe, I mean, he, he lives around that neighborhood, so he probably knows how long it takes for the police to get there. And then he just walks mm-hmm. out, and nobody, nobody's the wiser. Like, oh, my gosh, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> yeah. So um, people have analyzed the 911 call. Okay. Um, so, like, voice experts or behavior analysts or that type of thing. Um, they say that as he's describing this scene, he states – all of her stuff is here. He uses the word here. Okay. Um, he says this multiple times on the call. She was by the trees down here. Uh-huh. Um, which they're like, why is he not saying there? there? Mm-hmm. Kind mm-hmm. of places him at the scene. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, when talking about his house, he states, I live there on the river. Gotcha. As if he's looking or describing, that's my house. Mm-hmm. Um, so was this just like a slip of the tongue? Was he panicked? Or does that have more meaning? Well, see, if he, I think, because I'm, I'm kind of the, I scramble words up all the time. So the first time, I could, I could see a slip up. A second time, mm, but, you know, if he kept saying it over and over again, it's kind of a, I don't know. But then that's a, that's, it's, oh, my God, that's stupid, though. You know, that'd be a dumb yeah. way to go out. I don't know. Because, I mean, on this show, what, I I try to be like, I don't, what do I'm trying to say? I don't, I think, <laughs> <laughs> I think if you're going to be a serial killer, you need to kind of plan it out, you know. Yeah. And... I think that if you do this big, like we said, we need to plan it out. And I think it's crazy that that's going to slip you up. You know, that'd be that one thing that gets you. Is you just didn't, you didn't know English <laughs> the right way, you know. Ah, but we did say it, it might have been impulsive earlier. So, man. Mm-hmm. And I think him. either way he's in this, he's either frantic because he saw it, yep. frantic because he was watching her. Uh-huh. Or frantic because he did it. Yes. So, I mean, 
voice experts say that when you're on a 911 call, you're just saying what's the first thing to your mind, yeah. you know, you're actually describing what's happening mm -hmm. and not analyzing what you're saying. Oh. So that's why they think that he did that as like kind of a sign. Now, do they not have any probable cause to get him on a polygraph or anything? No. So, I mean, I, I think there's probably possible cause, like mm -hmm. you said, um, but there's so many other people mm -hmm. to look at yeah. that the cops are kind of zeroing in on other ones Gotcha. So rather they, than Tim. So if he was just the one and only person, they probably, more than likely they would have said, okay, let's just get you on a polygraph just to see what's going on. And then we, it might be him. Um, mm -hmm. Because I was just thinking about that. I was like, that would have been the first thing I would have done. Just all these witnesses. Hey, you get one, you get one, you get one, because we're trying to figure this out, you know, as quickly as possible. But mm -hmm. um, I, I do remember from hearing in cases, they have to have a reason to um, like a warrant or something. I think kind of yeah yeah like they have to have judge has to sign off that they can do it and okay. a polygraph is not invisible in court gotcha. so if they do a polygraph and he fails they still can't use that mm -hmm. they can just investigate further gotcha so like a failed polygraph would let you get like a search warrant gotcha so that's what okay that's one thing i didn't understand in a lot of these cases is that they would be like uh, this person went in for a polygraph test and then they failed. And then I'm like, well, why didn't you just take him in? <laughs> and it's because I guess that you have to, that's crazy that somebody would fail, but the, you, you, I guess you have to have proof. You know, you have to have, besides that, you have to have proof. Man, that's crazy. Justice system yeah. is messed up. <laughs> and they, they say that polygraphs aren't, concrete technology yet mm -hmm. you know like they're they're monitoring your heart rate and um kind of how you react mm -hmm. but yet like there has been people who have failed and not did it yeah there's been people who've passed and did it mm -hmm. so the court system is like you can't use that against somebody gotcha you can use it as a clue mm -hmm. but not in court gotcha yeah hmm. all right so that one's just out the window okay <laughs> Now did they so so Tim's still my main suspect. Now there's still more about Tim. Oh okay. But okay, go I'm ahead. Sure. I was getting ready I was just getting ready to ask him, like are there are there any people who are up there with Tim cuz as of right now Tim did it. We don't even need to go to any other suspects right now. <laughs> Podcast over. Okay, just... bye. <laughs> um I think all three Okay. Are like even. Okay. Um, all three of them have um, definitely reason that they, they did it. Okay. And evidence that they did it. Okay. So let's finish talking about Tim okay. because we've got <laughs> a just... lot more. Heather's mom states that the police kept the 911 call from her and the public till March 2008. Okay. She went missing in 1995. Mm -hmm. So Heather's mom, Sarah, and her lawyer were allowed to listen to a 
digital copy of the 911 call related to the case at that March 2008. Okay. Then in February 2016, an investigator on the case replayed the 911 call for them. Okay. At this time, both Sarah and her lawyer state that the tapes were different. Mm-hmm. So why is this? Now that must mean they must have somebody on the inside. And wait, wait, but you didn't, we didn't say anything. What is Tim's occupation? We don't know yet. Okay. I'm getting to it. Okay. All right. We'll see. (laughs) Okay. So, um, they say that the first 911 call that they heard in 2008 was short. Okay. And did not describe the gunman at all. Okay. The second one, there was a lengthy description. Okay. The description that I read to you earlier. Okay. Um, why was this changed? It could be because they are trying to target who they think is responsible. Okay. So let's say they really thought that it was you. Mm-hmm. They would go in there and say, okay, Tim, you need to describe Joe yeah. and not who you really saw. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yes. And that is something that, that I do hear a lot is that officers will use intimidation tactics to um, make the person think, you know, so they might have not told Tim like right off the bat, you know, just been like, hey, man, you know, this is what you're looking for. They, they might have been like, so was he about six foot? Do you think he was about six foot? Yeah, okay, he was mm-hmm. about six foot. He had a wig on, you know, stuff like that, you know. So it's it's crazy some of the stuff you start figuring out about what actually happens behind the scenes. But good Lord. Okay. okay. So I didn't find anything concrete, okay. but – in one source, they theorize that Tim Walthall is a law enforcement officer. Mm, mm, mm. Or was <laughs> okay. at the time. Okay. Now, the why they think that he is or was is because in the 911 call, he states that the, the victim is a Caucasian female. Mm-hmm. Saying Caucasian is usually a law enforcement term and not one that, like, civilians use. Yes. So, um, it's just weird that yeah. he would say that over a 911 call. Yeah, because, I mean, like, even on my podcast, it's one of those things where um, if, I'm, if I'm talking about myself, I'll say black but if I'm talking about, like, if we do 28 Days of Black History, I'm usually saying it was an African-American person, you know, because that's kind of, I want to say it's kind of like the business official side of it. And once you're, you know, once you're in something like law enforcement, they, it's kind of like, I want to, I don't want to, people don't crucify me, but it's, I think I want to say it's kind of like the military where they kind of, you have a certain way of doing things. And then even after you are, you haven't been there or in that for a while, some of that stuff still lingers on with you. So that is a really good suspicion. Like if you would have told me, like if I would have listened to the phone call, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even have thought of that. 
I wouldn't have thought of that at all. Right. And so the 911 call, I didn't write this down because I, I cannot, I searched for this guy. I searched for Tim. He's in like a couple articles talking about the case and about how like he's not a pervert. <laughs> um, but there's nothing about his job. I searched, tried to find like what was his job in this at this date? Mm -hmm. Nothing. But the 911 call, the operator says at the end, she's dispatching and she says, we have another incident. Uh huh. And people are like, what was the first incident? Is there another incident that happened at this location uh -huh. or at this time? Um, and they're very, they're, they act like they're talking as friends uh -huh. more than a 911 call operator and a person who witnessed a crime. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Very casual. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's just, it's an odd 911 call. Yeah. Because I was going to say, I mean, unless it's like a small, smaller town where everybody knows each other, you're not going to be buddy, buddy with the police officers, you know, I, I don't know. And where was the, what was the town again? That this was in. So this was on, um, Newborough Beach in Henderson, Newborough Beach <laughs> in Henderson County, um, Kentucky. Gotcha. So, I mean, I don't even know where that's at. So it, it might, it might be a smaller town where people do know each other. It could but, be. Yeah. Um, I saw a picture of the beach. Um, it doesn't look like a Hawaiian beach or yeah. anything. It's just like a, a little spot mm -hmm. by the river. Gotcha. Like what we have in the Midwest for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> yep. Where it's like, oh, it's a beautiful beach. And then the water like is it's murky. brown. It's, it's not sand. It's dirt <laughs> and <Yeah>. mud. <laughs> Don't get it twisted, people. <laughs> right. Um, so this puts Tim having a lot of circumstantial evidence, mm -hmm. but nothing like super concrete. Yeah. Um, nothing to say he did it. Nothing to say he didn't do it, really. Mm -hmm. um, so what do you think about him before we go on to our next person? There's a lot of evidence uh, put up against him, and it seems like Every time, um, it was like every time we kept naming stuff, I was like, he did it, he did it, he did it. And then it would be like, you know what, maybe the, maybe he didn't. And then you would say something else. And it's just, it just keeps piling up, especially that phone call there. You know, that's super suspicious that they would go to, they would listen to it in 2008 and it was one way. And then in 2016, it's another way. Um, and Tim has some involvement in it because if it's, there's no other way you're going to get his voice or anything, you know? So, yeah. um, like I said, my theory with it is, is if he, he's involved some way, whether it was the police, you know, coaxing him, feeding him this descriptions and things like that, or if he was the actual murderer and like we said, he was buddy buddy with the police officers and stuff like that. But it's just weird, you know, because like before he's a peeping Tom, you know, I was like, ah, you know, I could probably let him slide. You know, he did he was the murderer's just being gross. And mm -hmm. 
as we just kept talking about it. So, <clears throat> I don't know. And now you're going to tell me about other ones, and now I'm, the same thing's going to happen. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I still have two more that are pretty good. You're going to frustrate the heck out of me. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I, my whole goal in life is to every week just blow people's minds. So. Yeah. People are going to be like, I love the show so much. And it, it fills me with emotion. It's like one week I'm happy, the other I'm sad. The other way, the other days I'm frustrated trying to figure stuff out. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> All right. So our next suspect, his name is Marty. Now, if you research this case, you see him come up a lot. Okay. Um, so there's a lot that points to him as well. Okay. The day of the murder, a local farmer, well, I guess disappearance, but yeah, I mean, we, we think she, mur- she was murdered. Yeah. Um, a local farmer who was videotaping unrelated crop vandalism in the area caught Heather's car. Okay. And next to it was a red Ford Bronco. Okay. Um, a resident of Henderson County, Kentucky, a man named Marty. Okay. Was pulled over during a re- routine traffic stop following Heather's disappearance. Okay. During that traffic stop, he was in this red Ford Bronco. Okay. Authorities discovered a pair of guns. Okay. A pair of knives, a roll of duct tape, rubber gloves, rope, and a hair resembling Heather's. Gotcha. So that's pretty much a kill kit. Yes. That he's got going on. But I was going to say the first couple of items in there, like the guns and the knives, I'm not for sure, but I think I'm about 99.9% sure that Kentucky is... Um, it's country and that all that stuff's most of that stuff's legal, you know, it, it, cause I, once you, when you said guns and knives, I was like, Psh, that's just something somebody would have in their truck. But then you were like gloves and duct tape and then the hair. Okay. 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 <laughs> the hair though. Now they didn't have, um, technology to put, his hair into DNA. I mean, okay. I don't think so. Um, they didn't, so uh-huh. I assume that they didn't have that possibility. So, um, so we don't know if it's hers or not, but it resembled hers. Okay, so they're going just by looks at this. Mm-hmm. Okay, gotcha. Do they? Do we still not have that hair in like evidence or something? Or with a <laughs> the way that they did, treated the nine one one call, mm-hmm. it would. <laughs> <laughs> not think anything for Kentucky, certain Kentucky's finest what are you guys so this is um okay I'll come up with that afterwards but okay um Marty so we've mm-hmm. got all this so we don't have um what I was gonna say so they didn't have on Tim we don't have really any um physical evidence you know so He's not suspicious that way, but on Marty, we have a lot of just suspicious things, especially with the duct tape and the gloves and things like that. What, now, there's what some more, so don't get ahead of yourself yeah. yet. Okay, because I was going to say, so what else about Marty? <laughs> okay, so the truck also had blood stains inside the tailgate. 
Again, they did not check this. It could be animal. We don't know. Um, to make his possible involvement even more, the composite sketch made of Heather's abductor uh-huh. strongly resembled him. It looks pretty much exactly like him. But that's from Tim's eyewitness account. Mm-hmm. Um, so... In August of 1995, investigators received multiple tips connecting Marty to Heather's disappearance. Following up on the tips, investigators arrived at his home for questioning. Upon arriving, Marty promptly committed suicide by shooting himself in the head before authorities could enter the resident. Gotcha. Now, Marty has a big bushy beard and long hair. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's what we have on Marty, which gotcha. he seems guilty. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that he, they came to question him and he was like, I, I gotta go, you know, mm-hmm. it's not looking great for him. Yes. And it's one of those things too, like Marty, we will never know what will happen because Marty was probably the only person that had that information. Now he's gone. Right. Um, ah. <laughs> I've got a lot of things. I've got a, I've got some connections stirring my head, but I, I want to save them till the end. Uh, <laughs> okay. So that's all with Marty, right? Yep. Okay. That's okay. what we have on Marty. Okay. I'm just writing this stuff down so my my brain can I can make sure my brain works and get all this. So who's our third subject? Okay. So. There's another one that has a lot (laughs) of points. This is Christopher J. Bellow. Okay. So he's a native of this town, Henderson, Kentucky, or county, I guess. Um, He is a suspected serial killer. Okay. He pleaded guilty to attempted involuntary manslaughter in connection with a 1991 death of Catherine Fetzer. Okay. He is serving a prison sentence for 11 to 18 years for that crime. Okay. Catherine Fetzer and Christopher Bellow was having an extramarital affair okay. at the time she disappeared. Okay. He later confessed to shooting her with a uh, caliber pistol in his okay. apartment. Um, He said he disposed of her remains in a trash bin. Investigators believe he killed her because she wanted to end the relationship. Okay. However, her body has never been found. So, um, it's kind of like a no body case. Like that's why it was so low of a sentence Uh is because they couldn't technically prove he did it, but he confessed. Gotcha. Um, so he is also suspected of killing Mary Cushto, Shailene Farrell, and Christina Porco. All of these women mysteriously disappeared. Mm-hmm. Um, now, investigators believe Bello may have attacked other women who physically resembled Fetzer. Gotcha. So this girlfriend, person he was having an affair with, mm-hmm. um, had like long brown hair and this was what all of these women had in common 
um, looking all of their disappearances up, they, they look similar. Gotcha. And so people were saying like, he hates this woman so bad mm-hmm. that he kind of gets triggered Gotcha. by that. Um, all of the women were petite in stature too. Um, so he is known to be in the area where she was abducted. Okay. Um, where Teague was abducted. Um, and on the same day that Marty committed suicide, Christopher Bello left Kentucky completely. Gotcha. Um, now it is presumed people have said that he and Marty and our victim share some of the same acquaintances. Okay. But it is unknown what that means or if they knew each other. Gotcha. So they kind of ran in the same circles. Gotcha. Oh, that would suck. It's kind of like, you know, Facebook, you know, where it'd be like, <laughs> I know this person who knows this person. No, 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 no. I don't have any association with them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, although the witnesses to um, Teague's abduction, which would be that one person, mm-hmm. um, they mostly say looks much like Marty. Yeah. Um. It, they don't think that Bello looks as much like Marty did. Um, so they don't have much to tie him to the crime. Um, police believe that he and Marty may have done it together. Yes. Um, and per- perhaps one grabbed her, the other drove a car. Mm-hmm. Um, Bello has not been charged in mm-hmm. connection with Heather's case. Um due to lack of conclusive evidence linking him to the crime. So unless they get DNA, he probably won't be charged. Mm -hmm. So those are the three. Um, Heather's disappearance remains completely unsolved. Um, Due to the circumstances, they believe that she is probably passed. Yes. Um, If she was alive, she would be 46 years old. Um. So, what person do you believe is responsible? Or do you think it's someone else entirely? Well, it could be. So, I'll say there's like a fourth suspect where it's just somebody random. Mm -hmm. Um, Christopher, he might have been in the area and he might have been a serial killer. But, I mean, I think this guy, he's confessed to a lot of murders, right? So, I mean, I think he would, if he's already going to jail, he probably would have confessed about this, you know, because what is, what is he going to do? It's just add, just going to add time to that he's already spending. Well, he's only been charged with one. Okay. Okay. Um, And so people are like, maybe he's not confessing because it will put more time on him. Yes. Because he'll get out eventually, pretty mm-hmm. soon probably. Jesus. <laughs> that's that's <Yeah>. really scary. <laughs> Uh, or may have already gotten out i don't know when he was he confessed to that crime i wish i would have written that down but i didn't yeah so he's i mean i don't want to say he's not very likely because um actually he might be because you know like we said earlier serial killers are very spontaneous and like like you were saying about christopher um she looked she resembled a lot of the ladies that he attacked so it could have been one of those things he saw her and then immediately did that. 
I was even kind of speculating that it could have been both Marty and Tim. Like, Marty was the muscle, and Tim was kind of the lookout. But then I was thinking to myself, usually when you have something like that, you have something to gain from it, whether it's, you know, money or inheritance or something. And we really haven't figured out anything like that. But, um... But if it was a sexually motivated crime, two people, that could be mm-hmm. a motive. But, like, odds are it's only one person who's going to take somebody for a sex crime. Yes. If that makes sense. Yes. Mm-hmm. Unless you're weird. Unless you're weird. <laughs> Unless, I mean, serial killers. But, uh, yeah, that's that's what I think. I was thinking. But, see, then with that one thing, we're, we're going off of Tim's. You know, we're, mm-hmm. we're saying it's... All of the evidence is from Tim, really. Yeah. And that's what we're... Because as we're talking about this, I'm thinking one guy pulled her into the woods. You know, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, I can't believe that because <laughs> one of the victims said it. So, jeez. I mean, it's and it's weird that, you know, uh, Tim has a boat. He can get over there pretty quick. It's weird that Marty has a truck with all these things in it, and then the police come to his door, he commits suicide, and then, I don't know, I I think the Christopher one's kind of shaky. That one's shaky to me, just because I'm like, these other two just, like, I was like, mm. they did it. And then he was like, well, he is a serial killer, and the police could be like, let's just pawn it off on him. Um But yeah, you've got me confused, because I was for sure it was Tim. And then you started talking about um, Marty, and then I was for sure it was Marty. And then he killed himself. Um, so I don't know. I mean, heck, you know, with Christopher, if he's out or getting out, he might confess to some other stuff, you know. Um, you never know, because that's something that happens, too. Like, you know, a serial killer will get out, but then they'll do a, a worse crime. And then in order to try to get, what is it, um a pardon or something, they'll write a book or have somebody write a book about their lives and then next thing you know, this particular story might come up. Um, but yeah. Right. Yeah, I was thinking it could have been a couple of them or all three of them, but there's really no motive for that, you know? The only theory that I came up with that was different than what you had was if Christopher and Marty did this together. Mm-hmm then does that mean that they did all these other disappearances of these women together? Mm -hmm. If they did, could it have been a sex trafficking issue? Yes. Mm -hmm. And they're taking these girls for someone else. Maybe Mm -hmm. the first man, what was his name? Tim. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, Is part of the police, but he's also involved in this sex trafficking scheme. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, I do. That's just unlikely. Yeah. But, but everything in this case is unlikely. Yeah. And can we talk about people that were just around, like the farmer who was videotaping his farm, and then just happened to get Marty's car? What was up with that day? I don't know what was going on with that day. So this is weird because I'm like, was nobody had to have been around because this girl was naked. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so she didn't have a top on and then they found her bottoms. Yep. So are they seeing this naked girl with these men being carried away and not saying anything? Mm-hmm. 
it's just super it's weird that no one caught anything yeah i mean man if i was i mean if you're tim like she had to be struggling too like if if i'm still going off of tim's but if if a man walks up grabs a woman by the hair She's got to be struggling, and he's pulling her into the woods. You should have called immediately. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you should have called immediately. I don't know. It's just just a whole weird thing. And then he could have came out of the woods. You know, Tim himself could have came out of the woods because he could have did it. But Marty is super suspicious with the suicide. Like, mm-hmm. unless Marty was involved with other crimes um, in his past, and they finally caught up to him or something. But I wish we really knew, like, if they, all three of them were connected, and I just don't see a motive besides sexual a sexual motive, and it's very spontaneous. I mean, very spontaneous. Yeah, I mean, Marty looked like the description that Tim gave. Mm-hmm. If Tim had absolutely nothing to do with his disappearance, at the surface level, if he was just a pervert spying on her, or if he wasn't that and just it was a miracle, mm-hmm. I feel slightly bad for him. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of evidence against him. And if he's just a person and then they're like, oh, he did it and put him in jail, yep. he could be wrongfully convicted. Mm-hmm. That'd be crazy. <laughs> I am, oh my gosh. This case here, it's kind of like, was it the, the kin? Kendrick Johnson, the one that—that mm-hmm. that was the other mystery. These are just really getting me because it's like, um, when I say I was gonna say I hate them, but it's like a love-hate kind of thing, where it's mm-hmm. like, it makes you think, and you're trying to figure all this out, guys. You should do the research on this too and help us on these, <laughs> because yeah. it's what. Oh, we have a uh, Facebook group, and mm-hmm. that Sarah made. So this that would be a great area for you to talk about your ideas too, because Sarah and I are just two people, and we've got our minds, you know. But if we had other people hop on and we could discuss this with with you guys, that'd be freaking awesome. Because our my brain's a small brain, and this is a lot of information. <laughs> it's like you have no information and a ton of information all at the same time. Yes, and it. And like I said, I just listen to, I'm not an expert or anything. I just listen to these podcasts and I listen to them just um, not even thinking about them. They're just like, my brain is absorbing them. And then we come on this show and then I'm like, yeah, what about this? And I'm like, I didn't even know that. Was it from that case? Yeah, it was from this case. So it's it's crazy. Um, man. And I feel very bad for her because um, the victim, because it's one of those cases that no one will ever know, will, will never know. And heck, if it is a sex trafficking thing, um, she could still be there today, 46 years old, still involved yeah. in it, you know. Um, man, that's crazy. I didn't even think about Tim being involved with it as if it's sex trafficking because they need like dirty cops. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was a dirty man, so. Yeah. <laughs> dirty man, dirty cop. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, that is that that's that's the end of those cases, aren't they? 
Yeah, so that's the tragic disappearance of Heather Teague and the many suspects in her case. Yes. Like we said, guys, you should definitely go into our uh, Facebook page and uh, maybe we'll have we'll post a question like, what do you think about this certain case? And then you leave comments and things like that. And we'll discuss because we love this stuff here. But um, I forget. You're just baffled, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> I can't even, I'm trying to, I'm at the same time, I'm like, you need to end the show, but at the same time, you're like, I, I want to sit here and figure this out. Yeah. <laughs> We're kind of ending on a uh, not knowing anything. Yes. Um, I will say, I did get a lot of stuff from findheatherteague.com. Yep. I think her mom runs that. Um, when this episode comes out, I will post the YouTube link to the 911 call Okay. on the discussion group. Um, that way you guys can listen to it too for yourself um, and pick out different things and see what you think. Um, we are also across pretty much every social media. So that group is code 187 discussion group, I think is what it's called. Gotcha. Um, there's also code 187 Instagram. I post pictures there. Mm -hmm. There's a Facebook that just is all the videos and the posts and stuff that we do. Um, and then there's Twitter and TikTok. You forgot one, didn't you? I always forget you too. <laughs> <laughs> yes. My, the, I should say it first. It just doesn't come up. Hey, it'll be just like my show. It, pretty soon you'll get it to a point <laughs> where it's just it's just the same thing ever, whatever. But yeah, th we do do videos of these. So like if you're listening to a to a if you're listening to us on Spotify, you guys should go check us out with our videos because I do all the the audio, which is fairly easy, but Sarah does all the hard work with video. So go check those videos out and share them with your friends and give uh, uh, just check us out there. And you get to see all of uh, his reactions to things when I stump him, too. Yeah. So that's fun. Yeah. It's very <laughs> stupid. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It's one of the reasons why I'm on here. I like giving my reactions to and just like, what in the world's going on? <laughs> yep. Well, guys, my I'm Joe, and um, I don't know, man. I, I got to figure out an ending for this. I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> you know what? Sarah, you can say your name, and then I'll say my name, and then I'll end it. Okay. Well, thank you for listening. My name is Sarah, and this is... Code 187. <laughs> 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 <laughs>